Hey everyone, and welcome to the 19th episode of DCI. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to sit down and talk with Gareth Luke, who is the senior producer on World of Warplanes, which is the new game from Wargaming.net, the uh, the gentleman that brought us World of Tanks. Uh, World of Warplanes uh, is similar to that in that it is a warplane exploding massively multiplayer online game. Uh, so we had a great conversation with Gareth, uh, got a lot of great information about World of Warplanes. If you want to find out more information about Dark Station, you can do that at darkstation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at darkstation underscore com. If you want to subscribe to us, you can do that. We are the Darkcast, and we are on iTunes. Finally, if you want to shoot us an email, do that at podcast at darkstation.com. For more information about wargaming.net or World of Warplanes, check out the links in the show notes of this episode. As always, thanks for listening. Now on with the show. so much for joining us. Who do we have the pleasure of speaking with to tonight? Great, so my name is Gareth Luke. Um, I am the senior producer for Wargaming.net, um, and the product that I look after and focused on at the moment is um, the forthcoming World of Warplanes. Okay, uh, well, I think my first question is, what what does a senior producer do? That's a very good question. Um, so I work, in, I work in the publishing um, office for North America, so... Um, Basically, um, I'm the product owner for um, North America for all of our products. And primary um, in in publishing, my, my key role, my main function um, with World of Warplanes is to liaise with the development team in, in Kiev. Um, we have a uh, – Wargaming has a studio there. It's part of the 16 offices we have around the world now um, called Persia Studio. And they've been working on the title since June 2011. And my primary function is to liaise with those guys um, and get information about the product, what's coming um, to the to the customer. And so we do that via the publishing organization here in um, Emeryville in San Francisco. And um, then I take the information from the customer. So um, I listen to my customer all day, every day through customer service and community management, marketing, all the different functions of publishing and get that information back to the um, developer so that they can make the game as good as possible. That's it, it in a nutshell. Okay. Good deal. All right. Um, so sorry for the Skype difficulties, but uh, can you tell us a little bit about um, your history in the, the games industry, any previous games or studios that you've worked with? Yeah, sure. Um, so I've been in the industry quite a while. I think I started around about 1999. Um, was when I came in, and before that, I was, I was a mad gamer. And to give you an idea of how old I am, I actually remember when pinball machines were replaced with Pong in the arcades. So I've been playing games since they were out in the arcades, and um, I was a mad gamer. And around about uh, 95, I decided that I wanted to enter the industry, so I, I left Australia and went to the uh, UK. Mm-hmm. And but at the time, those guys, around about 1999, they offered a, a degree in games programming. It was the, one of the first ever worldwide. So um, I did that and um, graduated um, a, a 3D graphics programmer. 
And as chance would have it, um, I went to do some like industry placement um, at a company called Rebellion in the UK. Okay. Uh, quite famous. For like AV, alien. AV yeah. Okay. Predator. Yeah. Awesome. So um, they gave me some work experience, and when I went for the interview, they said, you know what, you know, like you're this old guy trying to be a programmer, um, and you've got project management experience. Why don't you try production? <laughs> Why don't you try so running I, things? <laughs> so I did. So um, yeah, I left. I was supposed to go there for six weeks. I left two years later with um, like five published titles or something ridiculous like that. <laughs> so um, I've been working since then. Um, I've had a pretty pretty cool career, really. Um, the games industry, game development's awesome. You get to travel the world. So. I started in uh, at Rebellion. I did a few games for them um, on Game Boy Advance and console. Um, then I moved to THQ in Australia, and I worked on um, a, a launch title for the Nintendo Wii called The Blob. Oh, yeah. It was a cool game. got some great ratings. Um, and that was really cool because I've never done anything with a motion controller before, so got to work with those guys for a couple of years, and then um, I saw the World of Warcraft hit around about that time, and um, I just knew that I had to get into MMOs, so I moved to a place called Dundee in Scotland and um, got to work with the creator of Grand Theft Auto, a guy named Dave Jones, who also created Lemmings. Mm -hmm. um, Those two real diverse titles there. <laughs> yeah, they are quite diverse, but um, he was a great guy to work with and a great team. And so I worked with real-time real -time worlds out there. They just finished uh, Crackdown. Mm -hmm. And they were working on a uh, MMO called APB, All Points Bulletin. And um, I was really one of the first guys sort of sitting in the publishing arm there. I, I was a live producer, so we launched that. Um, unfortunately, the funding for uh, Real-Time Worlds got pulled just after release, so the company closed just after we released the game, which was unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, the game still lives, though. Um, another company picked it up, and it's still um, free-to-play, I think, um, I can't remember who's doing it, to be honest, but uh, that's still going. So um, once I got the MMO bug, I, I moved from um, there to go work in the U.S., um, so from Scotland to Australia, to Scotland, to America. Um, and I worked for a company called NetDevil that got acquired by Lego. I launched uh, Lego Universe uh, um, to great, again, great uh, critical acclaim, but uh, once again, the money people decided that... Um, they wanted to get out of, uh, Lego wanted to get out of running uh, online games at the time, so they closed that down. And I moved to a little company called Zinger. Um, and I was a uh, producer there for a year on Cityville when it hit its peak. So that was a really good learning experience in terms of how to monetize games and work for those guys. But um, in the end, I started to miss what I call hardcore games. And um, I saw the opportunity come up at Wargaming and just had to work for these guys. So I've been here for just over a year. Okay. Awesome. That's, that's long quite a background. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've worked on 37 games wow. um, in different capacities over that period. Um, everything from the first mobile games mm -hmm. um, on every platform since. That's fantastic. So coming into this, you know, you get with that with that experience Very behind cool. you. That's that's certainly solid. And uh, I've had a lot of luck uh, working for the right people, and now I'm definitely home at Wargaming. Yeah, that's it. So, um, you know, obviously people are going to recognize, well, hopefully they'll recognize Wargaming.net for World of Tanks. Um, now, how long has that game actually been around? Because it feels like it's been around forever at this point. It's just kind of synonymous with, I don't know, uh, online multiplayer in my head, or at least tank online multiplayer. Um, three years? Okay. Yeah, so um, 
Water Tanks has been going for three years now. Um, I think it's three years, yeah. Um, <laughs> we just celebrated an anniversary. We, um, I'm getting confused because there's been so many anniversaries the last uh, couple of years. I think it's three years. And, and um, doesn't matter which anniversary it was, as long as you celebrated an anniversary. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and we, we like to celebrate at Wargaming. We're quite famous for celebrating. And um, we just celebrated our 15th anniversary as a company. Not many people know that. Oh, wow. Um, ah, fantastic. Yeah, we, the, the, the company had, had uh, released several titles um, until they had a mass success with um, World of Tanks. And like, we've just passed, we've broken two Guinness World Records for concurrency. I know that. And we've just passed 70 million uh, registered users wow. in World of Tanks. So Ooh. it's certainly a phenomenon. Absolutely. Uh, now, what, what are some of the previous games that um, Wargaming has, has worked on and, and put out there? Um, none of them had the success before that. I, I, like I said, I've been here a, a year before that, so I don't really know um, too much about that. Um, yeah, a lot of them were um, uh, focused on uh, RTS strategy. Okay. Yeah, and they, they were mainly um, made for the Russian market. Okay. Um, now, are, yeah. are you guys, is the core company based in Russia, or where? Yeah. I know you have many sites. In Kiev. Oh, Kiev, that's yeah. right. No, no, it's not actually. So yeah, you're wrong. Wargaming actually originated in Belarus, um, okay. in in Minsk. Um, the founding brothers, uh, um, Eugene and Victor Kisley, um, who still still own the company and are still very much involved, and very very engaged with what, what we do. Um, they, 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 they started the company 15 years ago in, in Belarus, and um, after the great success, the, the monumental success, I should say, of uh, World of Tanks, um, they started looking at follow-up projects, and we announced um, World of Warplanes some time ago and World of Warships, which we're also having development. Um, so we, um, did, uh, we, we strategically purchased um, what used to be Nikotoba in Kiev, and that has now become um, Persia Studio, um, who is work, working on World of Warplanes. And we also have uh, another studio in St. Petersburg called Leicester Studio, who is developing um, World of Warships. So that's the trilogy. That's the three big products. Um, we have publishing offices, uh, several of them in Europe, um, headed up in Paris. Um, we also have um, some in Korea, Japan we just opened. Uh, we have one in North America. Um, basically, we have 16 uh, offices total. Um, we've also just recently acquired um, some development studios um, in the US, um, Wargaming West, which used to be Day One Studios, who's obviously working on World of Tanks 360. Um, those guys have got you know 20 years of console success um, making AAA products. So that was a great, a great alliance um, mm -hmm. and to join the Wargaming family. Fairly not not too long ago, I think at E3, or maybe a little earlier, we announced that um, we'd acquired uh, gas-powered games. So we've got the famous Chris Taylor um, from Total Annihilation and all those great um, RTS games now on board for us as well. And he's obviously working on something top secret, which you will not hear from me, <laughs> unfortunately. And we just opened up an Austin office, um, which is our 16th, and that puts our headcount at 2,000 um, to give wow. us some perspective. Dang. We were 1,000 this time last year, so well, rapid that's growth. A big year of growth. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And and not just in the company, in, in World of Tanks as well. We hit 70 million around about the same time. So okay. it's a good time to be at Wargaming, that's for sure. That's yeah, fantastic, sounds like especially it, when you hear about all the 
uh, a lot of studios are closing just because they're, you know, they're not meeting their projections or, or you know, their their costs are getting out of hand. For, for you guys to be growing in that same period of time is, is great to hear. It is, yeah, and we've been very fortunate with our success, but it's easy to say we're lucky at the same time. You know, Victor Kisley was pitching his model of free-to-play in tanks several years ago, and, and a lot of people in the industry said, this, this won't work. Are you kidding me? Um, and now he, he spoke recently at Dice, and you know a couple of those people that said said that to him actually went up and shook his hand and said you were right. <laughs> and now the whole industry is really starting to move towards that model. So um, you know he had the right you know, Wargaming had the right idea at the right time. That's for sure. Yeah, de- definitely saying saying lucky uh, kind of takes all the hard work. Uh all right, kind of takes all the hard work out of it, and it kind of puts that in a different perspective. So you know for Doesn't for him to to start kind of pushing that forward and then to kind of, you know, do the mic drop and say, hey, I got 70 million people playing tanks. That's, <laughs> this is where we're going. <laughs> yeah, and it just has no no sign of stopping. Um, that's the amazing thing. It's, it's quite a phenomenon. So it's, you know, it's a great company to work for. It really is. So I've got one obviously important question. Um, how many employees do you need to get before you start your plan for world domination? 3,000, 5,000? <laughs> I think we've already achieved it, in case you guys haven't noticed. Um, so I spoke to Victor a couple of months ago, and he said to me, um, when, when, they opened, um, when they opened Day One Studios, I think, no, when they announced Gas Power Games, he came down the day before the press conference um, to, our, to the publishing office in North America, and he said to me, he said to everybody, actually, um, do you know what? This is a monumental occasion, because when we open this office, the sun never sets on Wargaming. So it was uh, quite daunting when we thought about that. You know, mm-hmm. there's always wargaming alive and, and in the sun at some stage around the globe, 24 hours. That's pretty amazing. That that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So go in, go into the game. Uh, I'm going to go out on yeah. a limb and say World of Tanks is about tanks, which means World of Warplanes is about warplanes. Am I correct? Ah. Yes, you're obviously the genius of the uh, of the two. I'm speaking That's, uh, to. I, no, not not at all, not at all. John, Jonathan definitely takes that. I'm more the color commentary. However, <laughs> I, I occasionally I could put together just a few pieces. Awesome. So I'm gonna I'm gonna now call you Captain Obvious. Yes, yes um, absolutely. World, World of Warplanes is is about World of Warplanes. It's um, you know, sort of launching off the back of, of World of Tanks, we're, we're taking the battle to the sky. So um, what this really is is the golden age of uh, aviation and aerial combat. So we're, we're sort of set in a similar uh, sort of era um, covering um, planes from early warfare um, aviation um, in World War One, um, going through to World War Two, which is really where the, the sort of the meat and bones of it is and most of the most of the better planes exist in that era, but it goes up to the early jets as well, which sort of started coming in at the end of World War II. Um, we've got currently uh, five nations, I think, um, represented. We just launched the British um, line of, of aircraft as well, and that got a great reception because obviously you've got your Hurricanes and Spitfires and stuff like that. So pretty exciting, yeah. Uh, which uh, so, so you said you just mentioned you just mentioned the British. Uh, if it, we're going like World War One, World War Two, obviously that means we've got kind of German and like Japanese influence in there as well. We do. We've got uh, German, Japanese, uh, USA, Britain, and Soviet Union. Oh, okay, fantastic. Yeah, so there'll be a there'll be hundred different aircraft at launch. Now, the the as an MMO, um, how many like how how kind of uh, how kind of big does this get? 
Um, is this something? Is this uh, kind of like an open world experience? Is it more kind of just a uh, kind of just a battleground that's set up with uh, with teams on both sides? What's the yeah. what's the core experience to World of Planes or World of Warplanes? Cool, that's a, that's a great question. So um, it, it sort of takes a lot of its, um, its characteristics and it, its its um, essence from World of Tanks. So uh, it's set in uh, real world locations, not exactly geographically correct but influenced by real theatres of war. So there's Pacific, um, Northern Atlantic theatres of war. Um, obviously, World of Warplanes, it's set in the air. Um, the battle starts, um, it's PvP only, um, so it's uh, 15 versus 15, um, similar to World of Tanks. So you, and you, and you, you, fly, uh, you can fly three different types of primary aircraft, uh, three classes, if you will, which, again, sort of alludes to the MMO element, um, single-engine, um, fighters, they're light, they're fast, um, not so good on armor and um, or firepower, but very agile. And the second class is the heavy fighter, so that's your twin-engine, um, flying fortress type sort of thing. You don't want to get in, a, in, in behind or in front of these guys because they pack a heavy wallop and they're a little bit hard to take down, but not so fast, um, not so ad, not so good at um, maneuvering. Um, and then you have the third class is the a, a attack aircraft, which really focus on ground attack. Um, these guys have bombs and, and missiles and uh, um, very good at taking out ground targets. And as I just sort of mentioned, with ground targets, that's uh, one of the ways to sort of win the game. Um, it's not territory-based so much like uh, Capture the Flag in World of Tanks. It's air domination. So you can take out the enemy's defenses, ground defenses, um, and, and conquer his sort of base by, by uh, taking out these defenses and then occupying his territory. Or you can eradicate them in the air, one-on-one. So dogfighting, uh, ground attacks, it's, it, it adds to quite high strategy and very different experience to World of Tanks because of that. Does it add, do you guys use like a, like a ticketing system as far as like, a, like respawns go for, for taking them out in the air? A ticketing system? What, yeah, you like a, a uh, you know, um, uh, I know Battlefield, you'll have a certain number of respawns per, per team. Um, and so, you know, like, uh, like each team starts out with, and they've got 150 lives, basically. So is it, are you shot and you're done for that round, or are you kind of, are you getting back up into the air as soon as you kind of respawn? So, um, that's a great question as well. No, it's, it's very similar to World of Tanks, in that okay. if you get um, eradicated, if you collide with the, the ground, obviously the hard deck's a bad idea, um, or another <laughs> player, again, bad idea, but you can take them out, um, or you get shot down. Um, then you, you can you're out of the game. You're out of that battle. Now you can go back out to your garage and swap aircraft and jump back in should you so choose to. Um, but um, what the, if you if that aircraft could not go back into battle immediately, um, it has to be serviced and repaired. So there's there's a, there's kind of a weight to it. It's not like a it's very much not like a like a kind of crash and you know like crash and burn just take out as many people as you can there's there's kind of a no. there's there's very much a you know you have to strategize you have to be careful because you you don't get many shots at this yes that's exactly right it pays if you want to be a rogue and go out there and do your thing um then you know the price is pretty high but if you want to really um you know form a clan and um and go out there with strategy and have uh, different assortments of, of the different classes of aircraft and, and be strategic you will win that's it's, it's what, you know, team play is, is what we're, we're all about. So um, we didn't want that constant respawn where, you know, life is cheap. You, you're not a team player. You're just out there to get as many kills as you can. It really pays to be a team player in, in 
World of Warplanes. Excellent. Okay, so you got the you have got the the core experience that, that PvP the fifteen on fifteen. Um, is there is there anything else to it, or is that is that it? Is there uh, obviously you said that you've got the you know you could take them out in the air, you could do the uh, the ground and win that way. Um, is there anything else to World of Planes right now, or World of Warplanes? World of Planes. I'm calling you guys like your cars. Disney's <laughs> 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 running this. Oh, um, oh yeah, there's, there's a lot more to it. Okay, well, what else you got? Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot more to, um, World of Warplanes. And indeed, one of the things that's so unique about, uh, World of Tanks and World of Warplanes, um, from most other products is, you know, this is a, this is a, not just a jump in PvP experience. Um, obviously that's the core gameplay. And what we really like to do is you can get your fix in 15 minutes or you can play for as long as you like. But as you do play, you accumulate in-game currencies, so gold, XP, credits, etc. And they do various things in the game. So when you're outside of the game, obviously you have what we call tech trees. And what Tech Trees allows you to do is research a nation. So if you go down the British line, you start off the very first uh, early sort of uh, with camel type um, biplanes, and then you can research your way through as you gain more experience, and you can you can spend this um, currency that you want to go down the Tech Trees, which gets you to the earliest jets, um, the tier tens, the top sort of planes, the faster, more powerful. So that's that's one of the other like um, if you dig deeper into warplanes, war that's the MMO element if you like petrol side, and then we also have crew training. So you obviously planes have crews. Um, we don't actually have avatars and, and real people represented in the game. But they're virtual, um, which keeps our age rating down because people aren't getting killed. These are machines, and it's machine on machine. Um, so the the crew are virtual, and what they do is they you can train them, and they're sort of like I don't know if you look at more traditional fantasy MMOs. This Sort of like your enchants, you know, you can sort of boost the, the, the stats of your um, of your aircraft by training your crew. Um, then we also have module upgrades that you can purchase with in-game purchase uh, currency or earn uh, by by winning matches, basically. And modules allow you to upgrade your aircraft, so you can put like faster fuel in your uh, um, and consumables like uh, fuel. Um, you can also like upgrade manifolds on engines, guns, um, and everything that you can upgrade through modules. Um, is realistic, like everything in World of Warplanes. So um, we don't allow you to bolt tank cannons and stuff onto aeroplanes. Um, it has to oh, be historically, damn. yeah, unfortunately. Go play another game if you want to do that. This is for <laughs> people that really dig history, and, um, you know, that's a lot of our audience. That's our niche is being historically accurate, and there's a lot of passionate people both – Within the company, um, I dare say most people here are very passionate about the military history side of it at Wargaming. But also, our, you know, our players, our, our, our players absolutely live and breathe this stuff. And if we get it wrong, they, they tell us really quickly. So, you know, that's the sort of four pillars of World of Warplanes. You've got this fast dogfighting aerial combat um, in historically accurate planes and hundreds of them. Um, you can research nations and collect all of those planes. Um, and then you can upgrade them through... Um, module upgrades or crew training. So there's a lot of depth below, uh, beneath the core gameplay, which makes us, you know, you know, the, the sort of leaders in that space with uh, World of Tanks, and certainly we're going to be bringing that um, sort of back, back bone um, upgraded path and customization into World of Warplanes, which is a lot faster and uh, frantic. With that that kind of um, lock in, kind of hone in on the history aspect of it. Um, is flying more kind of arcadey, or is it 
is it more sim? Because um, I watched uh, there was a, a dev diary that was up, and you know regarding how the different ways you can control the planes. Um, and it seemed that, you know, you could kind of take it as far as you really wanted to, whether you wanted to just use your mouse or go all the way to, like, you know, like a uh, flight stick. That's a great question, and I've got a great answer for you. Um, yes. Primarily, uh, when we, you know, the, there's no secret we've been in open beta for quite a while um, with World of Warpaints. An extended period in development itself has been quite long. There's a reason for that. Um what we've learned from trying to um, take the idea and the concept of World of Tanks to the skies is that you can't do that. <laughs> tanks, you know, <laughs> World, of, World of Tanks is a first-person shooter in molasses is the way I like to think of it. It's, it's, it's for older guys, even though we've got a lot of young players, um, a huge, huge amount of them are. Um, the, it's, it's more accessible because of that, um, that slower pace, if you like, more strategic um, with, with a tank, you know, you're not going to be flying around at, at Mach 3 or anything like that. So um, when we started development, um, we tried to go down the simulation path um, like we did with tanks. Which is realistic speeds, physics, controls. And here's the thing we learned. Um, you cannot pilot an airplane with a mouse and keyboard when you're doing the speed of sound. <laughs> you also you also can't see anybody because you're flying around so fast that by the time you see them, they've gone past you. And so we had to make a decision. Do we go the arcade route or do we go simulation? And when we started going towards the arcade route, it lost that unique wargaming edge. So we have been throttling back between those two sort of schools of thought. And, and that has been one of the hardest parts. Do we turn away from simulation and so much so that we lose the historical angle of it, and these planes don't resemble the historical planes in their terms of their firepower or speed or handling, and go arcade and become a video game that loses touch of that. So that core um, iteration cycle there, we went back and forward and back and forward, and we think we finally got a balance between that because um, we're not a sim, but we're not an arcade game. We're a historically accurate action game. Um, and we sort of fit in our own sort of niche, and I wouldn't say it's any more towards the other. I think it creates a whole new slice. And that was the real, the real challenge for this, uh, for the development team and for Wargaming is to get that right. And we think, um, we're, we're damn close now. Um, the latest release, um, coming out tomorrow, 533 is, um, the intended final release before launch. So, um, jump in and play it now. Go to worldofwarplanes.com and download and you can jump in the open beta and see what we're talking about. That's fantastic. It was definitely one thing that I, I that I got from the videos that I watched as a, and especially from just the the world of tanks at uh, at E3 during the uh, the announcement um, was just yeah. the the love you guys kind of put forward into it. I mean that dude, I forget who it was that was actually up on stage, but he was the only one there that actually seemed genuinely excited for what he was presenting, and I, I could even hear it in the way that yeah. you're talking about it that it's just you know it's very important that you guys get this right. Yeah, and we would rather, you know, let our, let our players wait and get it right. And you know what? They've been very patient with us because we've been in <laughs> for so long. But, um, you know, we're starting to see really good results um, in, in Warplanes. Now, we've had over 3 million people come in and register for the beta. So what, what we sort of challenge ourselves to do is, um, you know, get it right. A lot of people would say, you know, maybe even consider it failure to be in beta so long. But we would rather get it right and, and you know, our players... With free to play, you have to have a high quality product from Wargaming. That's, that's our ethos. That's what we're built on. So, um, we spent a lot of time on the controls and, and you were right in your assessment as well. Um, 
on, uh, based on the YouTube videos is that um, we've catered for everybody. So if you want to play it like a sim and you want to use a joystick, we've got that capability there, and we spend a lot of time on that because we know a lot of people enjoy that experience, especially the more hardcore sim guys. Um, and there's a lot of ways you can customize the controls to be really highly accurate if you want to go that road. Um, I've tried it. I suck. I can't <laughs> use a joystick. I, I hit the ground so fast, uh, you know, I'm just a dirt torpedo. So um, then you can go and use a joypad if you like. Uh, so if you're going to plug in your 360 controller or whatever the hell you want to use, um, we can, you've got the same level of customization there. So you can, you know, really use the analog joysticks and have that experience. Or if you're like me um, and, and you suck at that as well, um, you can use the, the keyboard and mouse, and that's a really unique way of playing a flight game is to use a mouse. It's just not really conventional, but once you jump in and play it, it's really accessible. So we're, we're catering for all kinds of player and pilots. Um, you know, the mouse keyboard stuff was what took, I would say, the longest to get right, and we were absolutely adamant that you could do that as a, as a PC game. Uh, so, okay, so I, I have one more question regarding the, uh, like the tech trees and... Um, kind of for starting players, uh, is what kind of matchmaking are you using to make sure that like uh, is are the early planes good yeah. enough to stand up to the later ones, or are, is that kind of by match that it's determined what you bring in? Yeah, you've nailed it. So um, matchmaking is another thing that we spent a long time getting right. Um, it needs to function in a way that's fair because if you come into a battle and you're just getting pwned by the the, the hardcore guys, that's not fun. No. Um, you know, no one, no one likes to be a noob. But when you when you're in that position, um, you don't want to be like pummeled by these guys flying around in high end tier ten aircraft. So yes, the answer to your question is um, the matchmaking is based on the tier plane that you're in and your um, your skill level, if you will. That combination, we never let you get next to those guys um, with too much of a. You know, obviously, if someone's got skill, they're they're going to be hard to beat, right? But that's the more you play, the more skill you get, and that's that's what games are. So uh, we don't want to lose that side and make it you know too easy to, to get in there. Um, at the same time, it's going to be fun, and so we, we separate that out. The matchmaking is dynamic and very clever. Um, much smarter people than me um, in Kiev uh, have worked out that algorithm, and you know we can change that based on balancing issues as the game goes on. But we're pretty close with this one. We, we're getting really good feedback from our players um, that you know the matchmaking system is pretty robust. And the other thing is, you're not waiting around in queues um, for hours either. You know, you're in a, you're in a battle within one to two minutes, um, okay, regardless okay. of server level. So it scales really well. Excellent, excellent. All right, Jonathan, what you got? Um, so as you've mentioned, you know, multiple times, and as is very apparent, World of Tanks is crazy successful. Uh, what do you besides just putting a lot of love into the game? What are you trying to do to to kind of replicate that success to to get people that fired up about your game to have you know seventy million people playing? You know what? Um, I, I, if we came at it with that approach that we're going to have seventy million players on World of Warplanes, I think we'd be we'd be arrogant, and I think we're not listening to our customer. So our goal, obviously, is to try and get as successful as we can and get as mm -hmm. many people really liking the game. That's our goal. Um, do we think we're going to hit uh, tank success? Look, I would love to say yes. I hope so. But um, we need to approach this like a brand-new product. Mm -hmm. So the challenge for us is to establish that community. And what worked well on World of Tanks is what we've got in, in terms of an advantage over probably other companies or competitors is we've just gone through three years of 
um, getting it, you know, to be the success it is, we've learnt a lot mm-hmm. and we've established a really solid brand and um, we've set the bar pretty high for ourselves with tanks and what we're trying to do with warplanes is go past that. Now, if that means more players, so be it. But what, what it really means for us is a, get, getting better at making games. And so that's our real goal here is to make the best game we can and get a, a new community based around that. And it could be tankers that are moving across. It could be... Um, people that have never played our products before, we welcome all everybody, you know, as long as we can make that compelling game and build that community, then that's success for us. And, you know, really for us, we're thinking more about expanding our portfolio, we're mm-hmm. creating more different types of gameplay experience for our customers and our players, you know, you know, we don't, we don't even refer to them as customers, we do refer to them as our community. So um, that's, the, that's what success looks like for World of uh, Warplanes. Awesome. Um, now, I have to imagine, and, well, I not necessarily imagine, I can see it in a lot of games that launch, that launching a massive multiplayer game is incredibly daunting, and a lot of them see a lot of issues. I mean, obviously, part of the reason that you've been doing the, the beta for as long as you have is to, to iron out the kinks. Uh, mm-hmm. But is there anything without going, you know, too technical that you guys are, are trying to do to keep from having, you know, cough, cough, SimCity level of issues when, <laughs> when um, the game launches. Yeah, there's a lot we do. We, we take this stuff pretty seriously. You don't get to that sort of um, registered players if your service is bad. Um, sure. Our customer service um, is one example. Um, customer service, we take that extremely seriously as, as, as we do community management. So we pride ourselves on our quality of service. Our downtime is minimal. Um, we put a lot of investment into um, setting up um, servers, clusters, um, so that the customer gets the best service. And there's two parts to what we're talking about here. One, we've had incredible success and concurrencies, you know, world-breaking concurrencies um, with with World of Tanks. We've learned a lot uh, on how to manage a service and how to um, build infrastructure. So we're bringing all of that into Warplanes. And the second part of that is that we were using Big World Technology, uh, which was an Australian company, um, that, that we um, we purchased a, a few years ago, that World of Tanks was built on that technology. And those guys have been doing this stuff for a lot of customers for a long time. So when we strategically purchased them, what we did was buy a very stable, scalable platform that can break records. And Warplanes is built using the same technology. So we're very, very confident um, moving into launch that we can handle anything that's thrown at us from that side. And you're right, being in beta so long means that any issues we did have would really address. So I think coming out to market at the time we are, um, that's the one sort of really high confidence level we've got is we know it's going to be robust at work because it's built on very solid foundations. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, awesome, guys. Well, uh, I've got, got time for one more. Can we squeeze that in? Okay, yeah. I mean, I've, I've actually got, uh, I've got one question, and we, we kind of like to – Throw in a questionnaire at the end. Uh, so if you've got maybe five minutes after this, um, uh, can I that, fill that out and get it to you tomorrow? Well, it, it's not really that. It's um, just kind of a, a for fun thing we call the end game, but it's all good. Okay. Um, I guess to kind of send us out then, if you could maybe give some tips to like myself. I've never played World of Tanks, so what kind of game can I expect going into uh, World of Warplanes? What's what should be some things that I should do to kind of get into the game? Any tech trees I should maybe start with that are more, you know, noob-friendly? Okay, so there's all the tech trees are balanced. 
Okay. That's the, that's the key thing. So newcomers to World of Warplanes, um, really it's about how do you want to play the game. That's the key thing that you really need to bring into it. It's very intuitive. Um, we don't make you take off and land. There's no complex flight controls that you need to be aware of. It's where do you want to go, who do you want to kill, push the button. You can come in very quick and be playing within minutes. Um, as soon as you do the download, you can create your account, you just jump in, you have a selection of planes in your hangar, you choose what looks good to you, what you what style you want to play, you jump in a battle within two minutes, and then it's a simple, um, follow the tutorial, which is only a couple of minutes long, you'll be flying and killing within minutes. Um, now, Tech Trees, no one has advantage over anyone else at any tier. Um, all the stats are different on the planes, but it's really down to how do you how do you want to fly? How do you want how do you want to play the game? Do you want to be the dog fighting maniac in a single engine fighter? Do you want to be the guy that sort of breaks off from the pack and, and takes out um, ground targets, or you know do you want to engage people with heavy firepower um, in, in the heavy fighters? It's up to you. And then with the added depth of the tech trees and modules and crew skills, you can further customize the unique planes that you choose to do. Um, you can upgrade to uh, premium um, planes as well and um, earn more XP and, and have slightly you know, different stats. It's really up to you, and that's the beauty of um, what we've learned in World of Tanks and how that applies to World of Warplanes. What can you expect? You can expect ferocious, fast dogfighting, aerial combat like you've never seen before. There's, there's not quite a game like it up until now, so only Wargame can bring, can bring you that. All right. Quickly, your favorite plane. Go. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm, oh, I'm I'm old school and I'm I'm a bit of a simple dude. I, I love the Spitfires. That for me, I was waiting for the British line specifically for that. There's a lot of history around them. Um, you know, there's a lot of lot of um, they're, they're very notorious, very successful airplanes. So I I don't go for the jets and that. I, I, I'm really you know, battling away from my Spitfire at the moment. Excellent. All right. Awesome. Well, thank stuff, you guys. <laughs> thank you guys so much for joining us tonight and talking to us about World War planes. If you could just tell our listeners where and when they can get their hands on World of Warplanes. Great. So um, thanks for ha- thanks for um, listening to me. You know, go on and rant on for so long. Um, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Um, you can play World of Warplanes now. You can go to worldofwarplanes.com and jump in the open beta. Um, we're launching the game officially um, on November 13th in North America. Um, so you, once once that happens, um, obviously um, monetization comes in. And progression, so you get to keep everything um, and, and and be able to you know upgrade your account and buy um, specific stuff from the gift shop. But um, people shouldn't wait for November 30th by any means, because even though there will be um, we'll be removing beta progression, then um, we have incentives there. So if you come and play now, you can actually earn tokens instead of um, in-game currency, and you can buy aircraft for that that persists into um, the launch. So just by participating in beta, um, you can you can acquire um, crew skills, which will um, everything that you earn will be applied to crew skills, um, and you can also convert um, by planes, which convert into the launch of the product. But also, we've got the uh, premium unified accounts. So um, if you're playing in World of Warplanes now, everything that you're earning in terms of premium time and, and gold and all that actually counts in World of Tanks as well. So oh, there's every reason oh, okay. to go play now. Very yeah, cool, great idea. All right, well, Excellent. thanks again. Have a good night. We'll great. See you later. Thanks. Awesome. Have a great night. Bye.